Is the world out there just driving you crazy? Well, listen to something just a little bit less crazy. This is Mike Dell's World. And just a little bit crazy it is. Welcome to Daylight Wasting Time. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Sunday morning, uh, March 8th. 2019, and uh, I think this is episode 344 of Mike Dell's World. Thanks for staying subscribed and listening along here. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to add my two cents to the uh, complaints about daylight saving time. And notice I didn't say daylight savings time because that bugs some people. (laughs) So it's daylight saving time, or as I call it, daylight wasting time. It's definitely not useful much anymore. You know, back in the day, and uh, go to the uh, Wikipedia page about it, but uh, it was started in 1895, the first time in the German Empire in Austria-Hungary, and uh, they had the first nationwide implementation starting on April 30th of 1916, and many countries use it says it's generally not observed near the equator where sunrise and sunset times do not vary enough to justify it. Some countries observe it only in some regions. Parts of Australia observe it while other parts do not. Man, it just adds to the confusion. That's the, that's the thing. But, uh, you know, my main complaint about it is, you know, back in the day it was meant for, you know, in the warmer months, make the sunset a little bit later so that the farmers could stay out in the field and, and you know, do their work and whatnot. But, you know, now everything's lit and uh, all that stuff. And I don't know what's going on here. So let me uh, pause this and figure out what all the beeping is about. Now, being in that it's Sunday morning, before I was so rudely interrupted, but uh, being that it's Sunday morning, we're uh, trying to decide where brunch is today. (laughs) So I get on these big group texts with uh, family and a couple of friends. and eh, Anyway, normal uh, Sunday morning thing here. In case you're wondering, we're going to Opa. (laughs) Opa Grill. It's a Greek-ish restaurant over... uh, we're by the uh, Walmart here in Traverse City. Yeah, it's just uh, local to the Traverse City people. <laughs> anyway, but I forgot where I even left off before I was interrupted there. But basically, you know, daylight savings time is not needed anymore. You know, we all have electric lights. Yeah, we invented those a long time ago. And, you know, most farmers get all their work done Plenty of time. And besides that, I would leave it in this daylight saving time regime, you know, like right now, uh, a little bit later, sunset's fine. Part of what bothers me, though, right at this time of the year is, you know, I kind of was enjoying the early sunrises. But, you know, it would get ridiculously early if we left it there. Uh, but you know, I'd say leave it to, uh, this daylight saving time scheme all year round, just lock it down, be done with it, or, you know, move it a half hour, uh, back in one direction and then leave it, whatever, but just leave it tired of messing with, uh, changing the clocks around. The dogs don't understand it. Oh my gosh. Uh, especially in the fall, uh, the spring isn't so bad, 
you know, they uh, got up this morning and uh, to them it was early and they got their uh, breakfast early and they were happy. And come four or five o'clock, which would be four o'clock their time, because they don't really change until uh, much later than we do. <laughs> you know, the dogs just sort of get used to it, but you know, they're going to think they're getting early uh, supper too. So, uh, yeah, they're going to be happy <laughs> for a few days and then they'll be right back on schedule. But yeah, I just uh, don't understand why we still do that. It just doesn't make sense to me. But whatever. And that leads me to the rant that I had last week. Not really a rant. You know, I should I should stop saying rant cuz I don't rant. I just talk. And I have opinions just as everybody else has opinions. That's kind of how uh, it goes. Everybody's got one. But I think the TV networks are being overly greedy. And what I mean by that is, as you know, we cut the cable several months ago and, you know, we talked about it here quite a bit and, you know, so far we're generally happy with it, but there's a couple of things that sort of bug me about it, of course, is, you know, like, okay, NBC, Fox, CBS, ABC, PBS, over the air, you know, you can get those in most places over the air with a little bit of work around here. It's a little harder than it should be because because of the topography of the area and the size of the market. So there are places in this market where you just plain can't get certain channels off the air. You know, either you're down in a valley or you're at the far edge of whatever transmitters, you know, explain that there are several transmitters for each station around here now, you know, especially since we've gone digital, they've had to go, you know, go with more transmitters and translators. And, you know, some of them have five, six of them for, you know, like CBS and Fox has five or six transmitters, uh, NBC and ABC group, you know, they're, they're a group. <laughs> That's the other thing. But, you know, you can get, you know, five or six transmitters across the thing, and you're still going to be in spots where you can't get anything. And that's, you know, kind of just the way it is. Unfortunately, they went digital, and, and, you know, they're not using enough oomph. You know, they need to up the power and maybe put in more transmitters or whatever if they want to keep providing the -the over-the-air signal, which most of them do. And that's great. You know, I, I, I appreciate that that exists still. Part of the problem is, you know, now in the digital age, a lot of the stuff can be had online. And, you know, now CBS, they make it possible to sign up and pay five bucks a month for, uh, or, you know, it's around $5 a month. I think it's five ninety five or whatever. But you can get CBS All Access and you can watch all the old CBS shows. You can catch up on a season, you know, like NCIS or whatever, you can go back and watch, you know, all the seasons and binge watch it like you would on Netflix or whatever. And and that's great. And you can even watch live over the air TV through the CBS app. So, you know, like when I'm traveling, if I want to watch my local news 
I can flip on uh, the CBS app on my phone or my iPad, and I can watch the uh, local, uh, well, in this case, Cadillac, Michigan news, and you know from the local station here, and, and that's great. But none of the other networks do that. You know, some of the local stations do. Like I can watch our local newscasts on the NBC station, you know, through their app for free. That's cool. But like sporting events, uh, like I, I watch Michigan football. I got season tickets, so if I don't go down there, I sell my tickets, and uh, I want to watch it on TV up here. Sometimes I can, and sometimes I can't. You know, if it's on ABC Network, I can watch it over the air. If it's on uh, ESPN or Big Ten Network, I can't. Now, I could possibly, I, I don't know if I even can. I, I probably can in this case. If it's on ESPN, I could probably pay ESPN to watch ESPN uh, live over my phone or my iPad or the computer or whatever. But most of the time, they make you sign into your cable provider or your TV provider, they call it. So it's cable satellite or, you know, whatever. So like if you got YouTube TV or whatever or uh, Hulu Live or you know, there's two or three services now that offer or Sling, I guess. But, you know, then you can watch it live that way. But you could also, you know, log into the app. So you could get on ESPN Go and you know, stream as long as you ha are paying somebody for television. But if you're not paying somebody for television, you don't get it. And I, I don't know. I guess ESPN probably does. But I know one in particular that I'm also a fan of that there is no way for me to pay them to watch NASCAR. This is, you know, NASCAR in particular. And it's, I don't know if it's NASCAR itself that uh, puts this restriction on it. I don't think so because, you know, NASCAR is on two different networks. Uh, first half of the season is on Fox, and the second half of the season is on NBC. And, of course, Fox has their Fox Sports 1 and 2 networks, and NBC has NBA, NBCSN, so NBC Sportsnet. And... Yeah, it's great if they're on the network that week. They're not always on the network. So if they're on the network, yeah, I can watch them on Fox. Or second half of the season, I can watch on NBC. Over-the-air antenna, it's all good, all works. But a lot of the races are on FS1 for Fox. So they're on Fox Sports 1. I cannot pay Fox to watch Fox Sports 1. There is no mechanism for me to go to Fox Sports and sign in, pay them five bucks a month or whatever. You know, hopefully it'd be five bucks a month or something, or maybe 10, whatever, but I cannot do that. They have no mechanism for that. So either I have to pay hundred and something dollars a month for cable service or 50, 50 bucks a month for uh, some streaming TV service. And, you know, that's 50 bucks a month is, is too much. Come on, really? I, what I'm getting at is they get enough advertising revenue, or they should, if they're doing it right, they should get enough advertising revenue to, to, to allow that either free, on, you know, when it's on the network side or if it's on their sports net, you know, 
nominal fee. I, you know, ten bucks a month. I'd pay ten bucks a month to, you know, get access to all the uh, NASCAR races. NBC's even worse. There's absolutely no way to get Fox Sportsnet or Fox Fox Sports Network. You know, uh, over uh, the internet. Now you can if you're a, you know if you have a cable provider or a satellite provider. But if that's the case, then you just watch it on the cable. <laughs> I mean. I don't know. It, it 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 makes no sense to me that they would not want to make something available. I mean, if I could pay five bucks a month for each channel I wanted to watch, now you know the over the airs are free. That's great, but you know, say I want to get Fox Sports One and ESPN and Big Ten Network and you know a few of those you know all right so I'd still pay fifty sixty bucks a month but I'd have the ones I want and I could watch them whenever I wanted uh, you know on whatever app or you know on the Roku or on the Apple TV or whatever you know I just don't want to have to pay Spectrum Cable or you know Dish Network. Or you know any of the others, or YouTube TV. YouTube TV is great, but you know it, it's still fifty, sixty bucks a month for that. And I only watch NASCAR during the NASCAR season, which okay, admittedly that's most of the year. <laughs> and you know Big Ten football, I watch you know just during the season. And you know, there should just be a way, you know, season pass. All right, I'll pay fifty bucks to watch NASCAR. For the year, not for the month, you know, I just, you know, cause I don't watch enough TV. Otherwise I really don't anymore. I, I do watch a lot of YouTube. I have several channels I like and you know, that's, that's what I generally watch when I watch videos is, uh, is YouTube or, you know, I listen to podcasts. Those are still free for the most part. And that's all the entertainment I need. You know, and I watch my news on, on the over the air or, uh, you know, when I'm traveling on my iPad, maybe I might not watch the news. I haven't been paying a lot of attention to the news lately. I know there's a lot of stuff going on and, uh, you know, I, I kind of catch enough of that by just uh, what's going on and on the internet and, and whatnot. So, you know, I'm not missing out on any important information, just not, you know, following it word for word on the, uh, on the news. I always said about cable news networks, the 24-hour news networks, there's not 24 hours worth of news to cover. It just isn't. And so they have to make stuff up and make things bigger than it is. You know, yeah, there's things out there that are big. Some things out there that are big that uh, they don't pay any attention to and some things out there that are big or that are little that they make big. And... You know, so that stuff will rot your brain. So I don't, I just don't watch it. Yeah. You know, anything really important happens, uh, it'll be on the over the air TV, over the air network or uh, radio. Uh, you know, it'll be uh, all over the internet. So, you know, you'll get your information. Don't worry about it if something important is going on. But I don't know. I just think they're being greedy, you know. They're, and not only that, though. Okay. Say you, you do say, all right, I, I'll get Hulu Live or, uh, or YouTube TV. They don't cut out the commercials if you're paying for it. So they're double dipping. They're you know, sending commercials to you and 
you know, and they're charging you for it. But like I said, I would gladly pay to watch NASCAR. You know, NASCAR itself ought to do that instead of, you know, instead of uh, exclusively on those networks. You, you know, they should have their own stream. You know, you pay them fifty bucks a year, and you can just watch NASCAR. You know, because that's what you're interested in. You know, and I, th- they, you know, they say that about a la carte cable. You know, they've been talking about that for years, so they don't want to do that because there's channels out there that don't make any darn money except for the fees that the cable companies pay to carry them. Well, wouldn't it be a better business plan if they uh, said, okay, I want to subscribe to ESPN, and I want to subscribe to FS1, and I want to subscribe to the Big Ten Network, and I want to subscribe to you know, this channel, that channel, and one more channel. And, you know, it's five bucks a piece per month. I, I'd gladly do that. You know, I might, I'd, I'd be back, right back on cable. I'd have great, uh, great reception, and uh, I'd pay for just the channels that I actually use rather than all this other crap that's out there. I mean, you go to the History Channel, it's not history anymore. It's all reality shows. It's just fine. Some of them are cool. You know, I don't have any real problem with it. It's just, you know, they don't have history on the History Channel. They don't have music on music television, MTV. It's all reality shows and long-form programming, they call it. You know, I kind of miss the days when MTV could flip over there and just have it kind of going in the background, and it was music. And, uh, and if you wanted to watch, you could watch. And, you know, it was, it was what it was supposed to be. Now, I understand that that business model probably didn't work for them, and that's why they're doing the long-form. But, you know, suffice it to say, if someone wants to watch MTV – they shouldn't have to pay $150 a month to the cable company to watch MTV. They should pay $5 a month to MTV. <laughs> now, HBO does that. You, could, you can get HBO Go whether you have a cable provider or not, and you can watch uh, anything that, uh, that they put out, you know, all their original programming anyway. I don't know about the movies, but you know, any original programming they put on HBO, you can watch it. You know, Netflix, look at that. That uh, is taken off like crazy. They have a lot of Netflix-only shows, and, and they're doing fine. And, you know, you don't have to be tied up with a cable provider. Uh, Amazon uh, Prime, you know, same thing. Uh, you know, now they got the Disney Plus thing, so it's just kind of like ABC. I guess that would be ABC. I think if you get D- Disney Plus, don't you get ESPN and... ABC Network stuff, too? I, I don't know. I guess I'll have to look into that, but I don't have Disney+. Plus. you got Apple TV Plus now uh, that has some original programming, uh, although they're uh, highfalutin, <laughs> just like everything else, Apple. But, you know, I, I think some of the, uh, the old broadcasters out there, yeah, they've got to supplement their broadcasting, but that's what advertising's for. You know, it's just like with podcasting. A lot of podcasters, the reason that the, this is still free is that they can advertise. You know, I don't advertise much. You know, do a little bit on one of my shows, uh, sponsored by and whatnot, but it's not, you know, six minutes of ads. You know, like you watch the, watch the Tonight Show sometime. You know, the Tonight Show will have, you know, the, the opening monologue. That's pretty cool. I like Jimmy. Whatever, and they'll they'll advertise two guests and a musical guest, and if you add up all the minutes of advertising that you watch, versus you know say the the six minutes that your 
guest that you want to do listen to is on. So it's six minutes of that, and you got 12 minutes of ads. And, you know, I guess it's lucrative, so cool, whatever. But, you know, that's that's how they support the over-the-air broadcasts. So, you know, they don't need to be so stingy when it comes to the other thing. And, you know, local newspapers are that way, too. And, you know, the newspaper's kind of a dying business, obviously. You don't see uh, nearly as, as many of them around as there used to be, and the ones that are around are pretty pathetic. Uh, like our local newspaper, I, I saw the Sunday paper today. I went and got, uh, went and got uh, some uh, refreshments this morning and uh, noticed that the uh, papers used to be about an inch thick when they weren't folded all up. They were about a, yeah, maybe an inch, inch and a half thick, and they were full of ads. Well, now they're much smaller and much less ads and... You know, the Internet's changing that business, but they could pivot. You know, a lot of newspaper sites, you go to their website and they want you to subscribe and all this. And, well, yeah, that's probably okay. But I think they'd be just as well, you know, doing ads. That's how they supported their uh, newspaper, so they could support their website that way. And they'd get more traffic if they didn't try to block people. But... They block people. And, you know, and there's, there's pros and cons of both, both of that. But, uh, you know, I think they're just getting a little bit too greedy. And also the ads are annoying, especially on a website. And you get pop up, pop under, pop through, pop this. There's a lot of sites now that will block you if you're using an ad blocker. <laughs> well, I guess if they're going to be ad supported, I guess that makes sense. But still, you know, it's uh, – you know, it's it's an annoying experience. Can you know? Can you go through a whole day without getting an advertisement? I doubt it. You know, unless you stay in, stay locked up in your house with a good book and don't have any media going at all. You know, maybe. But uh, you know, it's pretty rare that uh, you can go through a day without seeing ads, and sometimes well targeted ones. But that's a whole other discussion. So, anywho, uh, let's see. Let's pivot here. What's been going on around here? Um, well, yesterday I spent time uh, rearranging some ham radio stuff. I got a new van, new to me, uh, a while back, I guess in August. So it's been this long, and I finally got a radio in it. I finally got a ham radio in it. I put a, put a, a stereo in it not too long ago, uh, replaced the stock one with an Apple CarPlay compatible screen, and uh, that's been wonderful, but you know, I didn't have any uh, ham radio stuff in it. So I finally did that. I uh, installed a Yesu FT, ah, geez, I don't know what it's called, FD, FTDM 400, I don't know what it is, <laughs> dual band, uh, digital and analog FM Two meter, or, you know, two meter four forty transceiver, and it also has built-in GPS and APRS capability, which is amateur, or what is it? No, automatic position reporting system. You know, we all talk about tracking and stuff. I have no problem with tracking. You know, you can you can know where I'm at. I'm cool, and I know how to turn it off if I don't want to be known. But anyway, I did uh, install that, and I got it all set up. So now you can track me. In my orange van, the new van, 
uh, at K8LMJ-8. If you go to APRS.FI, it's K8LMJ-8 for the orange van. My old van has it in it as well, and that's uh, K8LMJ-9. An old Kenwood TMD 700, or I don't know. I never know those stupid model numbers, but it's a dual band Kenwood radio, and I added an external GPS unit to it, and it uh, tracks me. And then uh, on the phone, I have the APRSFI app, and uh, that can also track me on my phone or my iPad if I choose to turn it on. I do that sometimes when I travel. It's kind of fun to. Uh, you know, plot my call sign uh, in Vegas or L.A. or Orlando or Columbus or wherever. And uh, so, anyway, I got links on the post for this site or for this uh, episode. There, if you click, it'll take you to a map online. You can see where I've been or where I'm at currently. If I'm actively on, it has uh, you know kind of a tracking length uh, length setting over on the right-hand side so you can you know, see where I was in the last 12 hours or, or uh, whatever. And, you know, most of the time if I, if I haven't been active, uh, you know, driving anywhere, had the phone app on or whatever, it, uh, you, you won't see any either of them, but uh, it might show the last location. But uh, you look at the timestamp and you can see, you know, how long it's been since uh, I've actually done anything. It is kind of interesting. I, I do turn it on, you know, like when I'm driving Uber, I'll turn it on. Uh, and, you know, I had it on the phone and I would turn it on. And uh, at the end of the night, I could see, you know, or, you know, a map, you know, you could make it the last 12 hours or whatever. And, you know, it would, you know, kind of met me a map with trails, you know, where I've been and it's not super accurate. It's not like find my friends on uh, iPhone or whatever. It uh, it's accurate to where I'm at when it first you know when it pings, but it only pings every so often. So sometimes it uh, can get a little inaccurate. It won't follow roads. You'll see a straight line from one point to another point, regardless of the roads, because that was the time between beacons. I think on the uh, blue van, especially, it uh, it beacons every two minutes. That's it. It doesn't uh, doesn't beacon when I change directions or whatever. The new one, the new radio, does do that. It's called smart beaconing, and what happens is if I stop for I think thirty seconds, it'll ping, and then when I start moving again, it'll ping. If I turn more than forty five degrees, it'll ping. So, you know, it's a little bit more accurate trail. And I think the phone app will do the same thing, but I don't usually leave that in tracking mode except for when I'm, like, driving Uber. But now I'll have it on Dash 8 because that's the Uber van. <laughs> so, well, uh, so watch KM, K8LMJ-8 or 10 to see uh, where I'm at. And if I'm out driving Uber, you can see where I've been, and it's all kind of cool that way. And... Uh, or when I'm traveling, you might find me somewhere interesting. Who knows? It's uh, it's just something interesting, and I I don't think it. Uh, you know, everybody worries about oh they're tracking you everywhere. No, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I am where I am, and uh, I'm prepared uh, for uh, for random meetings. <laughs> so if you see I'm in your area and get a hold of me, whatever, I might be able to meet up. 
Who knows? So other than that, not too much going on. Kathy's downstate. Uh, went down to a uh, family gathering down there. I didn't go because uh, I had things to do here, and uh, it was a, a minor family gathering, so it wasn't uh, something I was required to do. Uh, next week I got to go back down, or we go down there. Uh, it's a funeral. Kathy has to go to, I don't know the person, but she wants to go to the funeral. But uh, I, I bought some equipment from a friend of ours down there that uh, he's cleaning out his garage and had a compressor and a snowblower and some tools and whatnot. And I figured I'd pick some of that stuff up, get it out of his hair. Uh, I definitely need a new compressor. Mine, mine died several years ago and I hadn't replaced it. So this one's relatively new and nice. And uh, he got a relatively newer and nicer one. So, <laughs> and same with the snowblower. Uh, he uh, decided he didn't want us to blow snow anymore. He just has a, a plow plow truck come. So, uh, this thing's hardly been used. Needs a little work though, because it's been sitting for a couple of years. But I'll get that running before next year, and and uh, maybe I can retire my old one. We'll see, or have it as a backup. That's the uh, the plans and what's going on here. I'll probably pop in with another episode sometime next week or so, you know, kind of randomly putting them out. But, uh, yeah, i got to get ready for some uh, ham radio stuff. We do our 40-meter uh, net uh, here in another hour, 1030 Eastern, daylight time now. But uh, if you're... Got a shortwave radio that does sideband. We're somewhere around 7.185 megahertz or 71.85 kilohertz on the 40-meter band. And if you're anywhere in the eastern half of the country, you might hear one of us or all of us. There's probably 10, 12 of us that uh, get together every Sunday for kind of a round-robin conversation, otherwise known as a net and we do that, like I said, every Sunday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, whether it's daylight or not. And we'll see. Uh, conditions might be a little better this week now that uh, we're an hour earlier than normal. So we'll see. And so check that out if you're so inclined. And if you're a ham with a general class or higher license, can uh, even join us. Uh, just call WA8ZWJ or WA8ZWJ. We always say Z, Z for Z because it's easier on the air. But that's Keith down in uh, Dayton, Ohio. He he kind of runs the uh, the net, otherwise known as Net Control. <laughs> and I do get on uh, ham radio from time to time on uh, forty meters on a thing called Mid Cars. It's the Midwest, uh, I guess, I don't know, it's mobile net usually. I mean, it's just you know, people driving around with uh, HF rigs in their car, and uh, sometimes I just get on to check in, say hi, but uh, I'm not mobile. And uh, that's on 7158 or 7.158 megahertz, uh, lower sideband. And that can be heard all over the eastern, or well, midwestern, but uh, east and midwest. Uh, mainly, you know, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, you know, that uh, 
general area, you know, Kentucky, maybe Tennessee, Pennsylvania, maybe, you know, just come on. Cause there's a, yeah, there's a mid cars. There's a, there's also an East cars. I forget what frequency they're on. It's the Eastern side of the country and there's West cars out in California. And I think there's some in the middle, uh, like that, but they're, they're not really that organized and they start about seven in the morning and go until the band quits somewhere around 10 or 11. Uh, it depends on conditions. You know, sometimes the conditions last longer and sometimes they're less. <laughs> and sometimes you'll hear something there and sometimes you won't, but it's kind of interesting. Ah, anyway, enough about ham radio. Everybody have a great time until the next episode. Catch me later.